<laughs> That's the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it. Not it either. It's the Brian and Matt show. Matt's got a mullet. Brian's got a big ass beard. You can pull it. It's the Brian and Matt show. With all things insurance and random tomfoolery. The Brian and Matt show. Welcome to this edition of the Brian and Matt Show, all formerly known as the Matt and Brian Show. Welcome to the Matt and Brian Show. Remember that time that you were giving me such a hard time about setting up the equipment for this podcast and to watch you struggle for the last 20 minutes has been nothing short of fantastic for me. Uh, Well, just to clarify, we weren't planning on shooting a podcast. I'm always prepared. That's one thing I always am. I'm always prepared for the podcast. However, today you weren't this time. uh, Brian decided that he was wanting to shoot a podcast. Actually, it was me. I was one that said we should shoot a podcast right now. It was you, but you wanted to do something really boring that no one would listen to. Yeah, I know. And then who who came up with the good idea? It was you, but you want to know what's worse is my Zen is like 10 feet away from me, and it's driving me nuts. So I'm going to have to get my Zen while you talk about what we're here to talk about today. And I'm really happy you switched flavors of Zen because cinnamon was disgusting. It gave me heartburn. Didn't last long. To me, it was like the least flavored option they had to. Oh, see, I'm cinnamon. like, I love cinnamon. I love cinnamon gum, right? And it, I thought it would be good. And Cinnamon's it really a stripper wasn't. name. Yeah. I love cinnamon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell the people okay. what we're going to be doing here today? And why I'm going to get my Zen. Why don't you grab your Zen, you addict? <laughs> so uh, we had this genius idea um, that what we're going to do probably weekly is we're going to cruise internet suit our insurance soup and we're going to talk about some of the posts that we find funny engaging clever some some memes we're going to talk about soup scrolling soup should it right be called Matt scrolling scrolls, <laughs> sipping be... sipping soup sipping soup right sipping and Matt on some scissor literally gargling soup <laughs> soup gargling one of the there things i love about insurance soup is there's really really good information in there right there's really there's really good posts there's really good help there's really good feedback there's a lot of people that are there for good reasons and right. that are there to make money and grow their business and help their brand. And then, and then, <laughs> and then there's, there's the rest <laughs> of you fucking degenerates. God. Uh, one of my favorite posts on soup and we're, uh, this wasn't even part of the, this isn't even part of it, but one of my favorite posts in soup the other day was <clears throat> someone posted in there and they said, what is the cheapest and best VoIP provider and the world just kind of tore that guy apart. They're like cheapest and best. That's what you're going with. <laughs> cheapest and best. I, re- I remember that one. I commented on there. I said, uh, I said, imagine going to a steakhouse and telling the, the waiter or waitress, I would like your cheapest and best steak, please. It's like, okay, well, there's two sides of the coin to that. Like it, it depends on how you think about it. Right. So I want your cheapest Best steak. Okay, so out of all of our best steaks, the top 10, which steak is the cheapest of the best? Right. Or Or do you flip it? Do you flip it and say, what's the best, cheapest option? Right. Yeah, so it's kind of, there's two, it's still not a good answer because you're giving them the best, cheapest or the cheapest, best. 
Well, and it's kind of like, think about like your kids. Imagine describing your kids like, I have the best kid that's an asshole. I have the, either the best asshole <laughs> kid or the best kid that is on the low grade of the asshole, which they're two different kids. I could tell you which one they are right uh, off the top of my I head. Lo- I love questions like that. And I think... <sighs> Yeah, he did kind of get destroyed a little bit, but I think he got his answer. He was looking for the best. But really, his question was pretty normal. Like, everybody asks those questions like, hey, I want the best car I can get for the most affordable, like the most, the the best sticker price possible. What he was looking for was value. Yes, I want the best car I can get for the money that I'm spending. And that's a reasonable question. Agreed. And you should be finding the best value out of the dollar, especially today with every like, dude, I mean, dude, I, I just went to Disneyland. Bad. I just went to Disneyland. And this is the first time in my life that I've had a conversation with my dad, because normally you go to Disneyland, you spend a lot of money, right? We spent a lot of money on tickets, on, you know, hotel, on food and everything like that. But when you're in the park and you're eating food, it's always like, all right, let's order food. This is going to freaking hurt. Right. Let's get on the sting. This is going to sting. Let's get our let's get our kids food. But this is the first year where Disneyland hasn't changed their prices at all in the last like five years on food, which is surprising. So surprising. Like, for example, I go to Leatherby's for ice cream with my wife and I'm getting two scoops of bubble gum. She's getting two scoops of coffee Oreo and I'm walking out spending about twenty five bucks for ice cream for ice cream. I went to Gunther's on Main Street in Disneyland, which my parents never used to let us go to because the ice cream was so damn expensive. I went there two scoops with six bucks. And I was like, dude, this is cheaper than my hometown. I was ordering clucks and fries, like chicken strips and fries for my kids. Ten bucks. Value. I go to McDonald's and I spend freaking $55 the rare times that Mm -hmm. we go there and get Happy Meals. I'm there buying good food at Disneyland for cheap, like cup of coffee five bucks like this is the first time i've ever gone and said dude i'm gonna freaking spend a lot of money on food because it's cheap here right which was really interesting but anyways back to value everybody should be trying to find the best value for their dollar in everything you're doing like when you go to the gas station people like hey what gas station am i going to what's the cheapest because gas is gas you know for the most part unless you're getting 91 octane you know people are always looking for the best value and that's what he was looking for Right. It's looking for the best value from the product that can do the most things for the most reasonable amount of money. And that's, and he kind of got tore apart and I tore him apart too, because in reality (laughs) it was kind of a dumb question, but what he was looking for was somebody help me find the best phone option for the most affordable amount of money. Yeah. Cause there's expensive freaking phones out there. We saw some yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Dude, there's a noise. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. It's just my Red Bull fridge. <laughs> dude, there's this noise buzzing in my office. I was like, dude, did someone turn on a freaking air compressor? You should probably get rid of that. No, I'm not. That's It's supposed to be full of Red Bull. It's empty right now because I haven't refilled it in about a month and a half. So welcome to this edition of Scrolling Soup. But things, to go back to your point, things are expensive and it's going to get worse and people are going to be buying buying more on value any more than they are on name brand. Well, this is one of the posts that I was scrolling soup before this looking for like the best post to talk about. And this is always classic and insurance soup. We see this all the time. I feel like we are notorious for this. Like we tell our clients, you know, the best coverage at the best price, covering your assets correctly, covering your equity in your home, your income, you need an umbrella policy. I don't sell, I don't sell state minimums. Like you're a horrible agent. If you sell state minimums, we hear this all the time, all the time. Our 
our minimum limit we write is 100, 300. That's awesome. But then also all day in soup, all day long, Mike McCormick posted this and I was dying. <laughs> he physically posted all agents in here. I sell great coverage, no state minimums. Appreciate the value of the service I provide are being local and that you are properly protected. Blows my mind how prospects can just be okay living like that. Scary. Also, all agents in here. I need the cheapest, ideally free version of insert literally any business need. <laughs> 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 oh, that was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. I mean, every, things are expensive, like we just talked about. I mean, everybody's looking to, I need to generate leads. Like, how can I generate leads? Well, everything in your agency, we talk about this all the time. If you want to see a change in your agency, it takes three things and three things always. You cannot get rid of these three things that you need to do every time you want to see a change in anything in your agency, service, sales, leads, marketing. I don't care what it is. Three things always need to happen. Time. You need to have time to do that activity and to spend learning how to generate leads, be more efficient in service, generate more sales. That takes time to do. That takes effort, which also takes time, right? Effort. You have to put effort into it to learn how to do it. Trial, error, all those things. And the last thing it takes is money. Those three things always need to happen in any change you need to see in your agency. Always. Yeah, there's no way around it. I have not found one thing in the we've been in insurance for a while before I finally joined CAC back in, I don't know, 2016, 2017, something like that. Uh, maybe even I think it was actually 2017 or early 2018 when I joined CAC. I was looking forever to find a free way to generate leads, period doesn't exist. There is no magic bullet out there. Even if you pay, there's no magic bullet. There's no secret elixir to do anything in insurance. It takes those three things always. And that took, that's not what, that's not what Instagram marketers <laughs> tell me. Okay. <laughs> you see those posts, get 700 leads at a cent per lead. Not even that. There's some that are so snake oily on there that you're like, I'd like to find this guy and just punch him. <laughs> like not even say anything. Just walk up, punch him and walk away. There is no system out there that is going to give you the ability, period, to pay for it. Even if you paid for it, right? Even if you paid for the system, there's no system out there. You pay for it and immediately without no effort or time, you're going to be able to get the benefits of that system whether it's a lead generating system, a service tool system, a sales system, a marketing system, even employees. Employees take, guess what, time, effort, and money. Everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. takes those three. And like I said, it's just going to get, people are going to be more, and you said this before we hopped on, beginning of the year, people are going to be looking at their budgets. They're going to be making different plans and different strategies. Like one of the biggest pet peeves that I have here is that we waste so much food in this house. My wife is a ranch girl. She grew up on a beef ranch, a cattle ranch, and she cooks for an army every meal. Yeah. Like last night, last night, it was just me and her, right? She made pork chops, gravy, stuffing, and green beans for like a football team. And it's me and her. How many pork chops did she make? Oh, there was at least 10 in there. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And we'll eat it. Like, but you know what she wants to do today? She wants to go out and get lunch. And it's like, we got pork chops and stuffing right For here. The, the other month. night, the other night we had tacos. Um, and 
Have you ever bought, have you recently bought a bag of cheese, like a bag of shredded cheese? We talked about this and I guessed the price. Dude, nine bucks for a bag of cheese. Dude, new year, the, the new year is where everybody reevaluates their is. health and they reevaluate their finances every year. Every so we year. did the tacos. We did the tacos. And do you know what I did with the bowl of leftover shredded cheese? Oh, I'm For throwing the first it in the bag. time, I put it back in the bag. I'm like, hell no, man. That's like $1.63 worth of cheese there. Like we're hanging on to that. Yeah, like I notoriously will save food even before we go on a trip. Like we had dinner the night before we left on a trip. I put it in a Tupperware container and Kel was like, what are you doing? We're going to be gone. It's going to be moldy in the fridge. And I'm like, it's the principle, Kel. I I I feel better saving it (laughs) to throw it away next week. Yes. Let me come back from my trip and be like, oh, this is gross. Why did I save that? Value. Value. That's what they're looking for. All right. Here's mine. You ready for mine? Show me. Show me. Show me the picture. Can you share your screen? Um. Can Don't you do it. You'll ruin everything. You'll ruin everything. Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, young lady posts question on calling, texting, and emailing clients about missed payments. Okay. Is it a waste of time to have someone chase late payments? Do you think that reaching out gets your clients to make their payments? Do you chase missed payments in your agency? I just want some insight on whether and on whether think about yeah what other people think about this topic she misspelled a little bit but that's all right um and so i feel like this question gets asked a lot like not a lot volume wise but like it's an ongoing it's an ongoing debate and it's an ongoing conversation there's two schools of thought that i hear on this debate all the time so for late pays like the first school of thought is one you're babysitting an adult right like this adult should take care of their bills you shouldn't have to babysit them one Two, if you're reminding them of a late pay, um, that they're late on their bill, they start to get accustomed to that. And if the policy lapses, guess whose fault it is that they didn't reach, get, didn't get a message from you letting you know they're late? You, the right. agent's fault. E&O concerns. Like, that is always the debate on one side. The other side of the coin for me, which I fall into this category, is I look you're at the from, You're the hybrid model. Hybrid model. I look at yep. it from uh, just business 101. It is five times more expensive to bring on a new client than it is to keep an existing client. That is business 101. And so I look at it from a standpoint of I want to follow up with missing payments. I want to follow up with missing documents because I want to keep premium on the books. And if that time that I'm spending keeps premium on the books, that's part of servicing. That's part of managing the account. That's part of my overhead and time that I spend on that because I want to keep premium on the books. But I'm sure you also have a a point in that process. At least I do. We do at my agency. I'm assuming you do where after a time or two, we kind of have that discussion with the client. Like, Hey man, this is the last time that I can remind you about this. You need to take care of this because from here on out, like we can't, we can't have this conversation Correct. Once a month. Correct. You know. I move to EFT only options for payments. Yeah. I don't do monthly debit cards. I don't do call-in payments. One, my company, my captive company won't even allow me to do it anymore. They, I made this change prior to them requiring that to happen. But I don't, like, if there's a late pay because of insufficient funds or, you know, premium was sent back or whatever it is when somebody doesn't have the funds in their account, um, I'll typically do it a couple times. And then after that, I view them as like a... 
um, they have a negative impact in my agency. So I'll do it a couple times where I'm following up on these late pays a few times, but I have notorious late payers that I don't follow up with anymore. Everybody does. I have notorious late payers I don't follow up with because if I'm doing this every month, now they're becoming, now the, the money that is bringing, coming into my agency from that account isn't worth the time that I'm spending. So I do have a process breaking point. Yeah. yeah where yeah. it's like, okay, this is a problem client. I'm going to let them run its course, but I'm going to do it two, three, four times unless it's monthly. If it's every month, then it's a conversation with the client. Like, Hey, we need a new form of payment. We need a new bank account. We need to figure something out. Um, I have those clients just like everybody else does. Yeah. But the first few times I'm going to follow up on it because, and, but I'm not going to chase them down. Right. I'm going to send an automated text message. I'm going to send an automated email. I'm never going to call the client manually. Yeah. Like my processes yeah. don't take me time to do it personally, besides a drag and drop. But the agents that are following up manually, I would recommend doing it two times, three times. That would be my recommendation just because you're keeping premium on the books. But the other argument is E&O. Like I, even so with there's claims. A, there's a guy in here commenting um, and he's like, I've been an agent for 24 years. Uh, that's been the thing forever. Please someone show me the lawsuit where the agent lost after the insured got notices from the carrier multiple times. He's like, I'm not doubting you, blah, blah, blah. And there's been, I mean, they go back and forth a little bit, but I mean, if someone listening has an example where the agent had to, had to fall on that sword and be held responsible, I'd like to see it. Yeah. Email me, Matthew at agencyelephant.com. Yep. Email me. I want to know because that's a that'd be in, that'd be really good information to be able to share and yep. know that it's out there. E and O claims based upon not following up with customers. I'd like to know. I just had a customer lapse on their home policy back in October, and they called me when I was in Disneyland because their policy lapsed. Farmers mailed multiple pieces of mail about the lapse, but they never got any of them supposedly. And our, I mean, the postal service isn't perfect. You know, yeah. mail does get lost. We just got a, a letter or something delivered to a customer that was delivered like two weeks ago that uh, my captive company had mailed out in 2022 or 2021. And the letter just got there. So, yeah, Postal yeah. Service is not perfect. I just Why got a you, check. From question a... for you. Why are you sitting like that? I don't know. You look like Little Miss Muffet sat on a tough for all of you that can't see the lower half of my body because <laughs> brian can because i'm on a camera for zoom across the hall across my office i'm sitting i'll share it don't share it <laughs> <laughs> sure taken uh, <laughs> he's got his legs are you ready crossed for this all one? weird and... are you ready for this <laughs> one are you ready for this one you ready for this one this is the next picture that i'm gonna oh. go over this is a good one is, is that one. the, is that the, uh, I can't see from there. This is, is the, the windshield is broken. Had to make pictures for the car insurance company to let them know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got her high heels stuck in the windshield. This one circulates soup all year long, <laughs> all year long. That one always cracks me up. I always love that one. Or I love the ones where people post like, yeah, my insurance agent requested pictures, like pictures of the vehicle to write the policy. And they're sending <laughs> and selfies the of themselves. Like <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. What's the one you have next? Because you have serious ones. I have funny ones. Um, I really only planned for that one. I thought we'd talk about it a little bit longer than we did. Um, I would like to move on to your other one, though. Uh, the billboard. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Like uh, the post who... says. 
Maybe it's just me, but I think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who at eSurance signed off on this? Uh, The the font they use, it's the eSurance font, and it's the the billboard says, cover your home with a click. No, cover your home in a a click, in a click. In a click, cover your home in a click, and it's a billboard. And (laughs) the problem is the C and the L on click are significantly too close together that uh, even when I zoom in, like I zoomed in on this, and even when I zoomed there's in, there's not a lot of there's uh, not a no. lot of space between the C and the L, and it looks like a D. So if you're driving on the road, you're seeing cover your home with a insert eggplant emoji because I'm keeping it clean today, <laughs> keeping it classy. Cover your home in an eggplant. Dick. Whoa. I don't, yeah. Someone signed off on that or. You think someone was I mean, fired over it, that? But hold on. Is it Photoshop though? Because if you look at the gaps between all the other words, it does look like there's no. more. Look at the space. gap between all the letters, the O and the M, no, the M and the E. I don't e. know. The C it and looks, the K. Look at the C and the K. The C and the K is really close too. But I'm talking about the gap in between all the other words. Oh, like like the space? It looks like the spacing between A and eggplant is a little bit larger to where someone... You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. It looks exactly I have a hard time believing someone at eSurance. And if anyone from eSurance is listening, shout out to eSurance, signed (laughs) off on that. I want to know if someone was fired on that. Like, you know they took this to a boardroom. And they're like, what does everyone think? And someone's like... Cover your home in a click. Got like, it. Like there is a new employee in that boardroom that's like, I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm, like I've been here a week, man, and uh, someone signed off on that. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Um, I listened huh. to a sermon one year, and I'm not gonna say the guy's name, but I listened to a sermon at church, and it was about divorce, and it was titled "The Big D." And I had a real hard time paying attention to that one. <laughs> real hard time keeping it together. I had a real hard time. My inner kid was uh, on the loose that day. Uh, that's a good one. <sighs> yeah. Good so one. Um, I think I might have. No, that was it. So, you know, one of the oh, things. Wait, I thought you had one more. There was one more, wasn't there? I don't know. I didn't find it on my computer. Did I send it to you? Oh, no, you're right. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. I was. One of the things that I really love about Insurance Soup is it has the ability to help me in my agency. It has the ability to bring a benefit. There's way more people in there that I can count that are smarter than me in there. There's a lot of really smart, really bright people in there. In fact, in our next podcast, we're going to be interviewing uh, Ron Wadley, a really, really bright guy, really bright guy, um, really solid human too. But if you're talking about anything SEO related, anything marketing related from like the SEO world, that guy is a brainiac and we're going to bring him on shortly and we're actually going to be shooting that next week with him. Um, We're going to be doing another whiskey hour with Ron Wadley talking about SEO. Um, So that'll be a really good one. We're also going to be interviewing Matt McComb up here shortly. He is going to be going over his open enrollment, which closed yesterday. We're going to be interviewing him next week, um, talk about open enrollment, some of the things that have changed in the last few years because he's quadrupled his business in the last two years by doing simple process changes. And we're going to be going over that on how he's done that effectively, efficiently, service more people than he ever was able to in the past using processes. We're going to go over that. Um, we got a good lineup coming up. We are trying to get our nemesis on the podcast, our nemesis, uh, Sean Michael Walker, Hate that guy. Hate that guy. That guy has uh, scaly hands, 
has fake hair. Um, he is the second largest um, insurance model in the industry, uh, second only to Taryn Moore. Um, but we're going to be bringing him on and bringing him to the Thunderdome and asking him some real tough tough questions putting them on the spot this is going to be the only podcast i script my questions yeah oh for sure oh i'm gonna script them so good so that is what we went over today just scrolling soup having some fun um make sure you what guys are, we call, are what are we calling this scrolling soup scrolling. sipping on some soup slurping soup scrolling soup scrolling soup scrolling soup um Make sure you're active on there. If you're not active on Insurance Soup, it is it it has been a life changer for me and my agency, bar none. It is the biggest thing that has it impacted my business on income, on premium, on relationships, on referral partners. Anytime somebody has that is leaving the state, I have a person in a state that I trust and know really well that I refer to, and it's a really good network of people that they're. I mean. There's 45,000 people in there, right? So if you're not active on there, I highly recommend you turn on notifications. I highly recommend you get active in there. That is a very, very large group of people. And the people that I know in there all want success for uh, for everybody else, mm-hmm. right? The people in there that are really stand-up people that help, like Ron Wadley. I mean, that guy gives so much of his time for no money, for nothing in return, you know, um, there's so many people in there that just want your success. I would highly recommend you get active in there, get vocal, um, can be scary at first, but I highly recommend you do it. Your business will be better for it. As long as you don't post the, the meme about hitting the fish. If you post that, that freaking meme or the freaking separate oh, structure, don't do that. the freaking she shed. Yeah, if you post the she like shed, it. you're out, you're gone. I, you're I have gone. no authority to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I have never, we'll pull pull strings. (laughs) I've never booted someone, nor do I have the authority to boot someone. I accidentally approved a few people to soup like last year on accident when I thought I was approving them to agency elephant. That was a big mistake on my end, but it oops, big oopsie. So if you're not active in soup, you really got to be, there's some fun. There's a lot of fun to be had in there, but there's even better business relationships, referral partners, strategies, help, tips, all that kind of stuff. So get in there. There's so many people that have their own inner circles of friendships and they all brainstorm together outside of soup. It's Did you know there's like a um a chick click from yeah, Soup Live? I in tried there? to get on it. They said I could be on it, but I never got an invite. So that's a source of So Ariel is in there and like these ladies are just chatting like nonstop all day every day. <sighs> Yeah, I tried to get on. They said I had to dress and I had to put a dress on. Yeah, it was there was a lot of requirements to get in that I didn't want to do. You're not going to wear Paige's leather pants. Would that count? I mean, I tried to, but she wouldn't let me. I mean, I understand why. I'd probably be Ross Geller in his freaking leather pants. <laughs> That's such a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Well, welcome to this edition of Scrolling Soup. We're going to be doing another one of these in a while. Um, but keep an eye out for our next podcast. Um, guests, Ron Wadley, Matt McComb, Sean Michael Walker. And if you know Sean, you have to call him Sean Michael Walker because that's how he introduces himself to literally everybody. Um, So take a peek at those. We also have a few episodes that you'll definitely not want to miss. Our lender one that we just did with Josh Campbell. He's top five uh, loan originator for CMG nationwide. He does a ton of business in a state where their home values, like the amount of loans that he does, if he was a California agent, like because our home values are much, much higher. Um, He does quadruple the amount of deals just to be on the same level of what a California agent does. But 
He's still top five in the nation with CMG. He talks all about how to build solid referral partner relationships with lenders, how to partner with them. Megan Cabot, we interviewed her. She's also a real estate agent out in South Dakota, a little bit newer, but is a freaking rock star. Incredible, incredible mind for real estate. Um, talking about how to partner with them. We did an interesting one with roofers recently that just posted yesterday about how to get creative with your insurance um, referral partners, how to use different industries to have a referral partner relationship with industries that you might not think about. So when you listen to that one, think a lot about different industries, not just roofing. Think about a lot of industries, house cleaners, solar, dealerships. Like I know dealerships is a buzzword because a lot of people don't like that business. Body shops. Body shops. Think about different businesses and get creative as you're listening to it and jot down businesses that you can mix with. Like I love having a good water restoration company referral because that's a big one. If I can get somebody there quickly, like if somebody calls, like I had a couple water claims at my house. I didn't have to file them because I got in front of them. But having a person I could call to say, hey, John, I need equipment at my house. He was there within an hour and a half, which normally would take six hours a day. He said he was backed up three days, but had extra equipment that wasn't at a house that he just dropped. Um, So having a good water restoration company has been huge for me. Um, so listen to that you're, one. You're, you're, you're rambling. I know. Listen to that one, um, and get creative with it. Other than that, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. It's the Brian and Matt show. Matt's got a mullet. Brian's got a big ass beard. You can pull it. It's the Brian and Matt show with all things insurance and random tomfoolery. The Brian and Matt show.